Man titties. to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission otherwise known as Scott Cast. I'm the sound guy Scott Krause and I'm joined today by Pod King fan favorite of the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission otherwise known as Scott Cast, Ian Dixon. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You know, we are, we've kind of transitioned to uh, Saturday afternoon format for mm-hmm. recording and I feel like it's, uh, it's showing. It shows in our uh, episodes. We're yeah relaxed we've already recharged a bit but we're not quite like depleted mm-hmm. you know it's the perfect time to podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't see it but uh ian's face had the look of somebody calculating every other possible time to podcast mm-hmm. and when he finally reached the conclusion that this is the best time he said yeah let's actually replay that it's the perfect time to podcast. Yeah. See? <laughs> that's that's what makes him pod king. It takes me about a thousand words to get a thought across. Mm-hmm. But Ian, it's just about the tone, the delivery, and the thought. Yeah. And then you got David, who has to write a couple novels about other subjects before he gets to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David is a very interesting person to edit. I know what to cut and what not to cut now based purely on when he's talking. (laughs) If it's during the setup of a topic, cut everything he says out. He's just trying to clarify, get on some sort of footing. Mm -hmm. But once that topic's like solid and like in the sphere, let him run. Yeah. Let him say what he wants. He'll he'll usually re-explain anything he said that you cut out. (laughs) (laughs) So it works pretty well, you know. And ours is even easier. The only problem I have is Sabal says I cut out too much of the silence. And it's because those silences are poignant and you can tell you're thinking through something. Mm -hmm. Almost the same way the audience is. There's only been very small amount of uh, kickback against Pod King Ian Dixon's reign. Mm -hmm. Scott Science of the Legion of Scots, mostly. Sending in reviews, being like, bring back the old Pod King. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of email campaigns. I think he has a GoFundMe. I don't know what he's funding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm uh, I'm pretty open to constructive criticism. I haven't received any of the uh, the feedback necessarily about my my reign. I think that's just the thing. You know, it's like with politicians. Like, let's say you have a politician in office that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Do you give them constructive feedback, or do you try to vote them out? I, it depends a lot on the politician, I suppose. And the level and all that. Yeah. I think he thinks of you as somebody on high, completely untouchable. Mm. You know, that's why he's not writing into uh, podking at thescottcast.com to get to the currently elected podking. Mm-hmm. Well, I just hope he's not rounding up a militia or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that happens these days, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I guess we got to talk about that a little bit. I mean... For context, when I'm listening back to this three years from now, mm-hmm. six people were arrested for plotting. It's like 13 now, isn't it? Is it like 13? I think it's, yeah. it was initially six and then they like added some folks. Yeah, that's a straight up conspiracy. Mm-hmm. A small conspiracy of people were arrested for trying to kidnap Gretchen, Gretchen Whitmer. They scouted out her house and they had a Facebook group and everything. I read about their plan. They wanted to take 
Gretchen Whitmer to trial in Wisconsin or something. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like the right jurisdiction, right? That's not the right jurisdiction. <laughs> I don't think they know what a trial means. And I think this is honestly the most infuriating part of it to me. Mm-hmm. They really didn't have much of an endgame. Yeah. Like, okay, you do your thing, you do the most heinous act possible, Whitmer is uh, guilty, and I don't know, you throw her off a cliff or something. Mm-hmm. Now what? Do you, do you think people in Michigan will be like, well, dang, they cooed her. What can we do? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Let's install their guy now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't even want to really give any credence to what they were up to by wondering what they wanted. I mean, like at the mask thing, was that it? <laughs> I they just didn't want to wear a mask. Like, don't. Then don't go out. They were all bald, so it couldn't have been the barbers. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think uh, some guy who was on the Charlie LaDuff show, like he's a big uh, counterterrorism guy. Mm-hmm. He was involved in like rounding these guys up. And I think he's he put it pretty well. Like the two words you got to understand about these people are just irrational and irrational. Yeah. <laughs> They're just crazy people. Unintelligent and irrational, I think it was. Yeah. So not only were they dumb, but they didn't even think through what they were doing to the level that their dumb selves could handle. Right. So I feel safe, at least, that the craziest people are still just the dumbest. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like we're uh, on the verge of like idiocracy being kind of the like an actual thing. Sometimes it feels that way. I don't know. Yeah. Camacho 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that. Because like right now we've got the middling lame period between normal boring stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what? We've got a pro wrestler, guitar god, just murdering people in the Senate because it's the climax of his rock and roll song. (laughs) (laughs) That's predictably irrational. Mm -hmm. So that's good. We need to get there. So that's our hot take on current events. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, if we're going to have a dumb society, let's just go all the way. Yeah. We could do that. We could form an underground society in like a missile silo or Mm -hmm. what have you. They've already done that. In fact, they've actually made missile silos into like yuppie towns with like a Trader Joe's and everything. Mm -hmm. They call it an upside down skyscraper, but I call it a bastardization of a good idea. 2020, folks. But we know exactly what we're doing on this calm Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. We're We're testing beers. We're channeling our stupidity and... (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) into, Into something productive, right? Yeah, yeah. This is how you do it, folks. (laughs) Like, look, Ian and I, we're not the smartest folks on the tree. We might not even be on the tree, but we're harmless. And in fact, we're entertaining and a net positive, I would say, on the world. Because we take our stupidity and we put it where it should go. On the internet. In audio files. Mm -hmm. Something like that. You know, I, I feel like we'll tackle this topic a little bit more in depth as we go on through mm-hmm. this podcast. But uh, the first thing I want to do, you know, to get us a little bit more free with our stupidity on the mic so that people may benefit, so they may make laughter in their homes. Mm-hmm. I want that to be the way people listen to Scott Cast. Put on your headphones in a crowded area and just laugh maniacally to yourself. <laughs> That's how I want it to be. And to start it all off, we've got... A beautiful, wonderful edition of Email Bag. 
Oh, that was very quiet. It's so yeah. lame. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Email bag. Today's email bag uh, comes in a pair. First one is Master Charles. Master Charles writes, he's on episode 110, by the way. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. got some catching up to do, huh? But he's steady. That's good. It's fair that you're steady. And now you know when we're recording. That just means these. that we are like so prolific. We are so prolific. This is like our number one fan, and he's only like 15 episodes behind. <laughs> Sabal's only one episode behind. Okay. He's eight episodes behind. And Scott Science, I feel like, is on top of things. Mm. So Master Charles, he's the longest running fan, Mm -hmm. I would say. Because he was listening to the archaic Scott cast before this current even run. Yeah. You know, let him have his pace. (laughs) The man's busy, but he's loyal. Mm -hmm. And he writes in, beer tasting. I don't know about jalapeno beer. But I've had mango habanero beer, and I adore them, those kind of beers. Mm-hmm. The spice makes you thirstier, so you drink more, and before you know it, ellipses. Yeah. I'm going to ignore the ellipses, <laughs> and I'm going to say, I kind of agree with that, mm-hmm. but I wonder why they don't make salt beer, if that's the case. They have beers with salt in them. Uh, Dogfish Head has one. I can't remember what it's called at the moment, but it's got like uh, lime and black salt. And it's like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a goza. A goza? G-O-S-E. It's like uh, kind of fruity, like, but got a sourness to it. Do you taste the salt? A bit, yeah. In the aftertaste, it's, it's nice. I think it's it's cool to like experiment with different flavors. And that's why I like the like the pepper beers. You don't expect that with a beer, but it's got like a, a nice uh, kind of balance to it that you, something new and exciting. And yeah, it definitely uh, contributes to the beer tasting uh, experience. And yeah, like Bat Nipple says, it uh, gets you drinking more. And before you know it, Ellipsis. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up black salt because I don't know what it is. It doesn't even look black. It looks like uh, sand. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder. Like it black salt. It might have been black limes and sea salt. Black limes and sea salt. Mm. I think black salt's actually like kind of sulfurous. That's what vegans use to make fake eggs. A black lime looks like a moldy lime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I trust that beer. Yeah. None of this stuff is really making it look like it would be good in a beer, but it it is. Just just trust, trust me. It. <laughs> Maybe these beer people, maybe us, mm-hmm. I'm saying, really, we're constantly experimenting with beers, and it's a lot like uh, chasing high-quality audio equipment yeah. to get that uh, you know, feeling back of listening to music again like for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're constantly getting better equipment with crazier stories and all that, and for the beer, it's like, oh, I just want to have a good beer, like one of the first times I had beer. It's like a nostalgic chasing of the dragon to yeah constantly experiment and now we're like drinking moldy lime black salt beer (laughs) being like it's good (laughs) that's not what we're drinking today though what are you drinking today i am drinking uh shorts brew space rock i liked the idea of space rock because we've been doing a lot of space news recently true so i was like might as well have a space themed beer for the next cast it's a pale ale 
hopped with some tasty little nuggets of alien technology. I don't know what that means, but I don't know what the other stuff ever means either. (laughs) (laughs) So it appeals to me. Yeah. It's warm. Mm -hmm. And supposedly that means I'm going to be able to taste all the different little flavors. So let's do a little quick game before we get to yours. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can guess what's in space rock. So it's got a bit of bitterness, but not, uh, not overly so. Kind of middle of the road there. Pretty standard alcohol content. It tastes like a warm, hoppy beer. <laughs> I'd say you hit it right on the nose there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you getting any floral notes or orange peel kind of aromas? Let me see. I feel like it's an orange peel that's been left on the counter for 34 minutes. Okay. And it's light. I would mix it into the total hoppy mix at about... Seven to twelve percent is orange peel left on the counter. Okay, I would rate it a nine out of ten. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about pretty good rating for a warm beer. Warm beer that (laughs) tastes like something left on the counter. Hell yeah! (laughs) You know why? Because it's got five percent alcohol by volume. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking a uh, a Lagunitas Hazy Memory IPA. This is a pretty hefty. 8%. 8%. Ooh. Mine's slightly chilled. Mm. Let's see how it tastes. Mm. That's a damn fine beer. It's uh, <laughs> at 8%. And an IPA, you'd think it would be like real bitter, but it's like pretty drinkable and smooth. You can definitely tell it's like a hazy kind of thing because it's got like the sort of citrusy pineapple, grapefruit sort of sort of notes. But it doesn't taste like there's a lot of alcohol in it, but there is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty easy drinker. I like it. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds like a great beer for Scott casting, mm-hmm. like if, especially if we had like a, a row of them just lined up for you. I would record the first hour of Scott cast just to get you to drink and then start the real topics. <laughs> Record like two or three episodes just that night. Mm-hmm. Record for five hours. I'll, I'll tell everyone the first episode comes out. Three weeks from now, shit's going to get real. You know? <laughs> Have like a, the first like real like long series on Scottcast where it's like people are like, what's going to happen next episode? Mm-hmm. Ian was pretty trashed. <laughs> and they said that they've got two more hours left. He's going to start... Uh, He's going to start talking about the revolution again. <laughs> It'd be like a radio, radio serial. You'd have to like leave it off at a cliffhanger each time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, eventually, like I'll, uh, I'll convince you to come along on the road with me and I'll bring like recorders <laughs> and just drunky and just interacting in public. Everyone's like, get away from me. Six feet, six feet. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. That'd be fun. That would be a good episode for us to do. Maybe we'll do it next weekend. Maybe. You know? We'll plan to get wasted, both of us, Mm -hmm. and we'll record as long as possible. And then the next week, we'll do overdubs Mm -hmm. and put it together like like one of those NPR folks. Yeah. We'll even whisper into the microphones about it. Like, uh, and then later that day, when Ian had to take a piss, he just did it. He was like, we're keeping this recording going. Got a towel out of his backpack, put it down, and sat on it, and there we were. 
<laughs> Marking all the dumpsters around town. This is property of Hamtramck Avengers now, bitch. <laughs> they all smell like asparagus because that's what you ate for lunch. <laughs> that's a thought. Like I've been writing Hamtramck Avengers. I had to trash one of the one of the scripts I did because it was too vulgar. Mm. It was too uh, gross out humor. Yeah, you know, it was an episode where. I wanted to put the Hamtramck Avengers in charge of a PSA about drinking. And so Haas and Stro get to drinking, and, and Haas drinks too much trying to keep up with Stro. Mm-hmm. And the entire episode, he's puking. Mm. At the end of the episode, they're confronting a villain who's live-streaming robberies. Stro, no, Haas starts puking on the live stream, and that causes her to lose all of her followers because puking's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is her ultimate undoing. Her power came from uh, the live stream viewers. Okay. But it was too disgusting. It was like uh, a lot of puking out the window. Well, it contributes to the story ultimately. So that's something. It's better than a lot of Marvel movies. (laughs) (laughs) Got that going for me. Yeah. I rewrote it. So it was a little less gross out. Okay. But, But it's kind of the same concept. Yeah. I think it's a little less tied to the plot, though, because mm-hmm. instead of the drinking being the reason why the live stream is canceled, the reason is you show up and you shoot them in the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More realistic, more effective. Yeah. Okay. But maybe not quite uh, tying to the plot. It's a little less uh, jovial. A little less jovial. Not, not that puking's fun, but it's like silly in a gross out way i don't know it's trauma silly i would yeah. say i could see that i mean sequence uh, in a trauma film his head explosions can be silly sometimes too but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> just straight up murder in a bank <laughs> <laughs> but anyway speaking of uh gross out stuff that could potentially be fodder for hamtramck avengers i know there was a story somewhat local story uh in a mire yeah, the, the the fact that it was at a Meyer actually put put me on pause. <laughs> you know, I like to shop at Meyer for my groceries once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's between that and Kroger these days because I like to use the Instacart because mm-hmm. I'm a bougie little bitch. Yep. Van Buren Meyer, there was a man who wanted to let's say, um, I I think it. What do you think his motivation is before we tell people what he did? If you could posit it. I feel like, I mean, this is pretty big assumption. My guess would be that he was pretty mad about, like, the the mask mandate. <laughs> okay. And, like, the sanitary restrictions. And so he was sort of rebelling against that in the most extreme way that he could imagine. Yeah. And we've all heard of people rebelling against that. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. A lot of people, like, like licking door handles mm-hmm. and, like, coughing on strangers, stuff right. like that. You know, and that makes kind of sense for their argument this one this guy he's the whitmer kidnappers of the <laughs> <laughs> anti-restrictions what he did was he you know bought a case of bisquick or something a little box of food uh went to the parking lot supposedly oh he actually paid for it. i thought he just it says he this, this is it, it gets back to it okay I, he removes it from the mire maybe he doesn't pay for it mm-hmm. but he removes it he takes a shit in it and he goes back into the mire and just puts it back on the shelf where he found it. There's video of the entire affair. That's why I'm thinking it was like in the store. 
as opposed to the parking lot. Okay. I don't I know that they... Do they monitor they, their parking lot? Oh, sure. Yeah. At least the, I know the one at 8 Mile does. Mm. You know. I don't know about Van Buren. <laughs> <laughs> like, that should be... I mean, it's a pretty evil-sounding town. Maybe mm. it's just me being, like, prejudiced against the Dutch or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the V, right? Yeah. <laughs> Van Buren. <laughs> of course evil villains come from there. Mm. <laughs> it's Dimitri from Van Buren. I will shit in your box. <laughs> Put it back. What would you do if you uh, bought some rice or Bisquick or whatever, brought mm. it home, and you were like, uh, Bronwyn, we're going to have a delicious feast today. Got her all excited. She's she's clapping. She's jumping. Mm-hmm. She's excited. And you're like, all right, I'm going to impress my wife. Open the box in a putrid plume of shit fumes just engulfs you and pat you pass out you wake up an hour later what do you think i'm pretty mad (laughs) 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 i think i'm pretty careful about uh examining the packages that i put in my cart okay so i don't think it would do you do that do do you uh... i mean i may make sure it's like sealed and shit yeah okay i would be the guy who gets tricked by this (laughs) i'm very like i want to drive by take something Mm mm-hmm I don't want to be in the grocery store for very long. I will. My car is still moving every time I pick something up. <laughs> it's drive by taken. Yeah. You know, usually they have such long rows of everything you might want that like all the decision making you have to make about it could be played out against the varieties being like regular, less salty, uh, chipotle mayo and uh, Chinese. <laughs> Just <me> guessing four <laughs> flavors. Yeah. Okay. But, you get the idea. Yeah, I mean, you, you're in the aisle, you know, you need a, a general thing, and you pick one up somewhere along the way. Exactly. Yeah. But I have been a victim of, oh, this is shitty packaging. And mm-hmm. then, like, I didn't notice until later. Like, yeah. uh, I did that at Steve's the other day. I Picking this uh, short sprue space rock up, I got a six-pack, walked there, because it's like a mile, half one, mile one away. One was empty. <laughs> <laughs> it was full of needles. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh there wasn't quite full of needles but on the way back i noticed that like uh the glue holding the box was weak yeah and and i didn't get a bag so i had to like cradle it like a baby walking yeah. down the street <laughs> but yeah i i would be the guy who buys the shit box is what i'm saying yeah i would be the guy i'd be like i don't care if it's soggy put it in the cart <laughs> <laughs> let's see if there's details we're missing Hello there, it's I, Reggie, the Tip Jar Bandit, with a live update for Scottcast News. Turns out, the guy shit in that box of Bisquick at the store. He didn't buy it and shit in it in the parking lot. Like, why would he do that? Does Scott even read the articles? Oh wait, no you're right. He did poop in a box inside a mire. Yeah. Wow. That's Just drop and trow right in the middle of the, uh, the aisle there. I'm, did, come on, he had to have at least like found like one of those cardboard stand-ups and stood behind it, you know? Maybe. I don't know, man. It's like Tony the Tiger being like, yeah, it's great! And you see his ass like <laughs> squatting. <laughs> I really am curious about the motivation, though. I would like to hear more about the story. I get a feeling that we're not going to get an update. <laughs> Odds are... Well... <laughs> I, uh, I mean, we're probably not going to get like the autobiography of the shit boxer, box shitter. I mean, this story needs a follow-up, if anything does. That's true. Most of the stories you read don't need a follow-up. They're pretty self-contained. But this one is 
there's some psychology working here. Yeah. I think you'd be particularly interested. <laughs> Ironically, he he uh, got caught while he was driving away in his Ford Escape. <laughs> <laughs> his Ford don't escape. Right? They uploaded photos of the suspect on Tuesday as they're trying to find the man for the heinous immoral act. Wow. Those are tough terms. They, they're not describing the people who tried to kidnap somebody that way. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, he's got, he's got a heart. He's got like a, he's got a bigger SWAT team going after the box shitter. <laughs> than going after the people trying to insurrect a civil war. He's white with a buzz cut, wearing a white t-shirt, and, uh... <gasps> didn't finish the Redacted. Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fox 2. Yeah. Redacting their uh, story. Let's see if, uh... Let's see if it's, uh... Somewhere else, too. Metro Times. Metro Times. I'm sure they're gonna put some salacious details oh, yeah. in there. Oh, we got a picture. There we go. Okay. Okay. He's he- wearing a mask. Okay, yeah, it's, and uh, what are those symbols on it? Is that a state symbol? Looks like Michigan State kind of thing. The caption reads, This man is accused of pooping in a Meyer store in Van Buren Township. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, he's not caught. So he got away in his Ford Escape. Mm. Mm, now that's a, I bet Ford's like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Their stock price just went through the roof. <laughs> That's going to be the next Ford commercial. It's like a bunch of F-150s mounting a hill and then the shitboxer flying Need an away. escape? <laughs> Buy a Ford Escape. You can poop in a box. Get away. They won't even be able to tell what color it is. They'll just say it's light colored and so was the man. <laughs> He's in his 20s or his 30s. Okay, that's about a fifth of human experience. Right. Police said Wednesday they have no leads, and it's unclear why the man decided to defecate into a box rather than in the store's bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's unclear. (laughs) You had an option. Oh, Meyer's the one that asked all the news outlets to take down the video of the uh, shit Mm. boxer, box shitter. They were worried about their store image, that they were going to be perceived as unclean. I would be, too. Yeah. Like let's let's be real. Think of your favorite aisle at your favorite grocery store where you get your most delicious foods, not the beer aisle, but where the foods are. Mm-hmm. And imagine you get a video of some guy just straight up shitting in a box, putting it onto the aisle. Yeah. Would you be able to pick up something there? I mean, that would be off-putting for sure. You'd at least visit another grocery store for the next time, right? Yeah. You know, just yeah. give it a little space. Yeah. So that's the <laughs> that's the fable of the box shitter. <laughs> <laughs> if you have information on the suspect, by the way, call 734-699-8937. And that's not a Scott Cass line, so don't be like <laughs> <laughs> trying to play a joke on it. That's actual police. <laughs> so damn. It's hard to transition from that to a different topic. It is, yeah. I mean, only in the sense that wow, it's a it's a, it's a meaty topic. I don't want to I don't want to use food analogies yeah. to describe it though. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Well, okay, let's go to where. Uh, let's start with something a little bit slightly disgusting mm-hmm. in the news. Um, 
and it's newsworthy. So Master Charles will know how late he is on the Scott Cats doll. Like he's right. gonna be listening to this in January, <laughs> <laughs> by my estimation. Um, but Jeff Goldblum uh, recently made an appearance at the vice presidential debates. Yeah. As the fly. Were you watching this live? I did not. Oh my god. Um I I mean, I already voted, so I don't That's a good point. Don't really wanna put myself through the pain of watching all that That's drama unfold, but yeah. I definitely uh saw the memes. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Like I watched it live. Yeah. And me and Sabelle have been watching the debates live. I don't know if we're going to watch what might be the next debates, if they ever happen. It sounds like not so much. Right. Fucking idiot. Anyway. <laughs> but we were watching it live together, and when that happened, I was like, is that, a, is that on my TV? No, it's not on my TV. That's on his head. And then like, I rushed up to the TV, and I took a picture with my phone, sent it to Sabelle, and uh, she was like, I was too late. Her her mother got that picture to her first. Yeah. <laughs> and it was already a trending beam on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I look at all the pictures. It's the same exact angle of someone running up to their TV and taking a picture <laughs> at an angle, standing up with their phone. Yeah. They all look the same if it's not a screenshot. But anyways, Jeff Goldblum is associated with this. He got in trending because everyone's like, Jeff Goldblum is the fly. Right. Right, that's that's where he evolved to. You couldn't stand, uh, you couldn't stand the conservative platform any longer, <laughs> you know, and actually, fully transitioned. He uh, got my uh, little Cronenberg shirt on today, actually. Oh, you're right, right there. Yeah, that's a neat, that's a nice Cronenberg shirt, by the way. It's a stack of VHS tapes that look like a stack of VHS tapes uh, in 2020. <laughs> Everything's worn. Yeah. But everything's collectible. Man, you're going to be one of those old men with like thousands of VHS tapes worth (laughs) millions of dollars eating like off of food stamps and you're like, I won't sell them. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. I can totally see that. Can't wait for Scott Cast number 5,800. All the magnetic tape is long degraded and I'm just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) The Smithsonian wants to buy it. It's the final purchase. (laughs) What will I live for then? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum also in the news for recreating his iconic mm-hmm. sexy shot in the original Jurassic Park where he's nursing some wounds on his leg after being tossed around by a T-Rex. Yeah. And he's got his open shirt, uh, his little lean. I kind of wonder about like uh, the the origins of this shot. To be honest, like was that a Steven Spielberg idea or was that a Jeff Goldblum idea? Was that a Michael Crichton idea? Definitely Steven Spielberg slash cinematographer because that's just an opening shot on a scene. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt Michael Crichton wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ian Malcolm tore his shirt open. <laughs> it's like a Chuck Tingle novel. <laughs> <laughs> Staring sultry, uh, John Hammond couldn't help but notice the bulge in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff Goldblum decided to recreate it. He's yeah. got a cavern background. He's wearing the leather pants. He's wearing uh, the open black shirt. But he's got the silver mane of mm-hmm. hair. 
And I think the thing that bugs me the most is that he's definitely doing his best to recreate it as perfectly as possible, mm-hmm. you know? But whoever photographed it, they didn't get the angle right at all. And, it, and the lighting's different. It's like... Yeah. Just too clean looking. It looks like a high school photo. Yeah. Like a high school senior portrait. Mm-hmm. But for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> It's just very smooth. Mm-hmm. And particularly since he's an older man. Like, you can, you know that they didn't do any digital alteration with the original Jeff Goldblum shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and look at that look of uh, fear, but concern in his face. Mm-hmm. And then translate it over here. This is him. This is the most silly face he could have made. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a entire. It's it's entirely about like, hey, look at my look, look at me uh, being all sexy. Whereas this one, he doesn't even think about how sexy he's being. Steven Spielberg's just like, yeah, 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 like that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. You know, I would give this photo a, a recreation attempt on Jeff Goldblum's side, a six out of ten. Yeah, that's uh, fair. It's it's all right. Yeah. Uh, in, in the current news cycle, a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I love to see Jurassic Park in the news. Yep. And by whoever was in charge of taking the photo, zero out of 10. Zero. No points for that person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious what uh, Sabelle's judgment would be about the, the photo itself. <laughs> we'll follow up next week. <laughs> Sabelle judges the recreated photo attempt. Yeah. Like, uh, I think Sabelle would want it to be a little bit more mysterious. She would definitely want it to be more natural. So, like, we would she have should, to... Uh, offer to redo it. Yeah. We would have to, like, spend a day tricking Jeff Goldblum to get comfortable. <laughs> being like, oh, it's a little hot in here. I better unbutton this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because uh, I don't think she's into the, I'm going to pose people mm-hmm. and see, see what's what. Yeah. Like, the most she's ever posed me, and she's taken my photos millions of times. She's got, like, a modeling catalog of me. Right. But the most she'll do is be like, say, stand over there and be an idiot. <laughs> right. And I go, and I go do that because I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. It's good to have that, that naturalistic approach. Right? Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a photographer, I think that's, yeah, that's my problem with this is it like definitely looks really polished and uh, preconceived. Right. It's like CGI. Yeah. It's the CGI of photos. So overall, my beer is worth more than this. <laughs> yeah so uh jeff goldblum's in the news like a lot which is nice sam neill's been getting his recognition mm-hmm. you know people like I, I keep seeing articles about sam neill and how nobody has liked sam neill more than the current era and i want to i want to say it's us because he had zero profile until we started covering sam neill's duck <laughs> and now uh, he's the darling of the internet he's even mm-hmm. more appreciated than jeff goldblum yeah you know because he's a silly sophisticated man mm-hmm. he's a sommelier he makes his own wine but also he goes on the internet and he posts videos of himself talking to a gnome yeah you know and that's exactly what we need in 2020 i think he he reflects the spirit of scott cast a lot and that's why we're so, well, I mean, not obviously because we're huge Jurassic Park fans also, 
Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, that, that balance of seriousness and uh, silliness definitely is in line with our mystique. It is. Yeah. We're the Sam Neill of podcasts, everybody. That's our new tagline. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> Scott Cast, the Sam Neill of podcasts. <laughs> and Sam Neill's like, uh, I don't approve of this. <laughs> don't want to ruin my image, but uh, we're going to send lawyers. <laughs> Bunch of New Zealanders being like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned Chuck Tingle also. Chuck Tingle got in on that uh, that Mike Pence oh, oh, situation. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. <laughs> I gotta say, I think I'm prolific, and everyone keeps telling me, hey, stop producing so many podcasts. Right. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but this guy, like, a current event happens, and, like, the next day, he has a full novel making a crazy sex situation out of it. Yeah. Like, this dude is a crazed sex novel writer. Chuck Tingle. I think he's my hero. (laughs) (laughs) We already talked about how I think he might be you. (laughs) So I'm not surprised to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, for him to be my hero, if he was me, then I would have to become the ego. And that's not me. I like the idea that uh, the only reason that can't be true is because of <laughs> Scott Cast lore, kind of. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I like. Uh, there was another thing that he posted about, like someone did, like a fanfic kind of thing in in the style of Chuck Tingle, but it was about like the personification of coronavirus, and he was like. <laughs> You know, this has been really devastating for a lot of people, and I don't think that that uh, is in good taste, that it doesn't prove love, and everything I do is with answers that question. Like, does this prove that love is real? And if it does, then I do it, and if it doesn't, then I don't. Really? That's wow. Yeah. Wow. That's on his uh, his Instagram feed. And so, so he doesn't do coronavirus porn? No. Wow. Wow. Everything's about proving that love is real. And I appreciate that. We need that in 2020. Okay. It's a, that is sweet. It's a tense time. Pooping in boxes and putting it back on the shelf and plotting kidnappings. And <laughs> so how would Chuck Tingle approach uh, putting the shit box back on the shelf? Because he's, okay, in the mode of he's trying to prove love is real. Um, let's say he decides to take on this project. Mm. How does he make make that story into a fuck scene that proves love is real uh, what gets personified uh, is the main question the mire I, the box the I, shelf i can't say because i i'm not chuck dingle i don't have that sort of genius in me you you do a little <laughs> <laughs> You've got, you, you let chuck tingle in you a little <laughs> <laughs> just a tip maybe <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a way to turn that around. It seemed like a pretty heinous and immoral act, as the uh, Van Buren police have s- described it. Well, that's just because there's nothing happened in Van Buren in years. They <laughs> <laughs> need to reach their heinous and immoral quota. Mm-hmm. Get funding. But maybe uh, maybe the shitbox is a token of love to the Meyer. Like, this man shits uh, personified... Uh, Love. Puts it in the box so that someone one um, day will buy love. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, 
I don't know what kind of box it was that would help, but maybe uh, whatever was act- originally in the box was had like a like a poop fetish, like a scat thing. Mm-hmm. I know that's a thing. I don't know yeah. really understand what that's all about. It's, I guess it's kind of an S and S- M sort of deal, like a more of a on the masochistic side, I suppose. <laughs> really it's masochistic to rub <laughs> shit all over yourself <laughs> um so maybe that maybe that's part of it and like it was uh one man's love for whatever was originally in the box and wanted to do that for the and maybe his his love was misunderstood by the van buren police but that they can somehow resolve that in a weird sexy poop butt pounding thing there you go that's what it is. It's about butt pounding. <laughs> he he shat in the box so that he could signal to all those around him that uh, he's vacant for a good butt pounding. <laughs> uh, that could be. <laughs> I love the term vacant. Might be the episode title. Might <laughs> might be too heinous and immoral for episode title. <laughs> anyway, we've got more email bag yeah. to help people out. Dear Scottcast, I used to be the cool kid in school. I had gelled hair, silver tips, and all the ladies loved me. It's been 20 long and lonely years now, and I never recaptured that euphoria again. Will existence continue to dissipate into decay and illusion? Or is there a second wind for this old sport? Sincerely, cool in school. Hmm. School with a K, so you know he's cool. Yeah. Have <laughs> 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 the, uh, the silver gelled tips to uh, tip you off. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Do you think, uh, do you think, uh, do you think this old, this old ragdoll of a man... Mm-hmm. You think he could find another wind, or do you think he's gonna like just continue to be be a lonely existential mess? You know, I mean, it's been twenty years since high school, and he's still thinking about it. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it doesn't bode well for his chances. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess it depends on like what what he perceives to be like being cool. It seems like a lot of that was about style in the nineties. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I don't know if you're holding on to that. I think maybe you should let that go. <laughs> <laughs> the '90s style, in particular. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how you perceive cool these days, but I definitely don't consider uh, like my physical appearance part of any coolness that I may or may not. Are you kidding? Look at that T-shirt, dude. <laughs> I mean, this T-shirt's rad as fuck, but. <laughs> Uh, I don't expect people to understand it or care about it. Well, that's just it's it, not, though, right? Like you're you're signaling to the people who would care about it, yeah. And like they're going to be people who look at it and like say, "Wow, that is cool. You're a cool guy." Mm-hmm. But you don't expect that to happen. Yeah. Okay. So my, I guess being cool is not really that important to me. But uh, if it was, it would be more based on other things than appearance so uh maybe cool in school just needs to like focus on some other aspect of his existence and how that uh can help them connect with with other folks 
Yeah. Regardless of what that is. Because whatever it is, there's somebody out there that's into it. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Scott Cass could find an audience. You fucking can, cool in school. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's just it. It's... His question was, is there a second wind for this old sport? And sure. Why not? Yeah, there is a second wind. When you give up your first wind. Right. You know? That's what it's about. Yeah. You can't just uh, sail on this weak, dissipated wind for the rest of your life. You're going to have to cruise through the doldrums and find a different uh, tropic of Capricorn to sail your little boat down to the Spice Islands with. Mm-hmm. As they do. <laughs> and sailing metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. I like that we do, um, sometimes we do the little uh, email bags where we're, we we genuinely try to help someone out, you know, yeah. in their in their psyche and in their, and in their life. Because I feel like we've got life figured out mm-hmm. for the most part, you know. Like we've got our, we've got our problems and we've got our uh, challenges, but we're also pretty bitching at handling all of them yeah you know like we're over here telling space what to do and space is listening i had to i had to omit space news from this episode Mm -hmm. particularly because the only articles i could find about space news have to do with the shitter still (laughs) (laughs) and all you need is a box (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy. Like I've got, I've got a fucking robot working the internet to bring me new space news. Can we just forward that uh, Meyer story to NASA and be like, "This idiot figured it out." <laughs> <laughs> just send up some Bisquick. <laughs> I don't know why I love the idea that it's Bisquick that he shat in. <laughs> It just seems like the one to be. But yeah, send the astronauts a pallet of Bisquick, you know, and let them eject it into space. <laughs> like a hundred years from now, it's going to be like raining Bisquick shit turds that like uh, petrify in the transition <laughs> and like sail right through skyscrapers and shit. Some other life form is going to come across them and be like, man, these pancakes are fucking rad. <laughs> Real tangy. That note's a citrus. <laughs> Mine's got little bits of corn and <laughs> oh, oh, bonus pack. It's like finding the holographic cards. <laughs> anyway, that that actually brings us um, to a game we're gonna do today. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh... Went to a Meyer today, not the one in Van Buren, but uh, right there on 8 Mile. And we had to replenish our uh, Halloween candy, because I don't know if we're even going to get trick-or-treaters this, this year, but we're definitely going through the candy ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, so, yeah, they have uh, a new kind of, a new, it's not a new brand, it's a new uh, iteration of Skittles. Oh. Zombie Skittles. But where? It's Halloween themed, obviously. And um, kind of in the same vein as like the Bean Boozled kind of thing. I don't know if you you did that. The Jelly Bellies did like, they have the same colors and some of them are like really tasty and some of them are like really gross. 
Like, isn't like, that a which great? Which one are you gonna get? Ooh, isn't that a great way to like? Let's say you're a product developer and you're like, oh man, I cannot make a good flavor to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> let's trick people. Yeah. All right. So if, yeah, if you want your your trick or treats, this is both. Cool. So okay, here's a good idea. Let's play Russian roulette with the zombies. Mm-hmm. The first person to get a disgusting zombie. Yeah, so most of them taste delicious, but some taste like rotten zombie. What I, I'm mostly curious what rotten zombie is. Like, if I get like a beautiful citrus, should we one, have I'm a, be like, like, a ah, like a spit bucket available just in case? Uh, I don't know if we're gonna want to swallow the nasty ones. There we go. There we go. It looks like a spit bucket too. <laughs> All right. Uh, should we make this into a game? Like, have a uh, some challenges and whoever okay there we go this is a good one ian's gonna go first because uh you're pod king and that's the honorable thing to do Mm -hmm. which planet in our solar system is also known as the morning star oh Mm. i know this one okay morning star isn't that satan that's a good point i think it's i think it is Satan. satan as a planet it's either venus or mars uh, and I know I knew this at one point, but I can't recall right now which one it is. I'm going to go with Venus. Venus. Yes. Yes. So does that mean you eat one or I eat one? That means I eat one because we got a lot of Skittles. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to go for citrus. Citrus. Nice. All right. Good orange one. The Road to Wellville, a novel by T. What the fuck? This is what I get. <laughs> Some obscure novelist from like the 1900s. This is this is pretty easy. You should know this actually. Oh, okay. The Road to Wellville, a novel by T.C. Boyle, set in Battle Creek, Michigan. That's probably a big clue, isn't it? Yes. Features what inventor of breakfast cereals? I'm gonna have to say it's Kellogg because that's the only cereal maker I know from Michigan, right? Got it. Eat All one. All right. I'm doing a red one. I don't know. Uh... What flavor that's supposed to be, but let's see. Things like a berry. That's a berry. That's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna be so pissed if like Skittles <laughs> never made a bad flavor. <laughs> In order to pasteurize food, you need to mix it with alcohol, raise its temperature, keep it covered at room temperature for more than three days, freeze it. Hmm. Have you ever pasteurized anything? I have not feel like that's something you do up the chain mm-hmm. i know that that's a process the inventor of pasteurization was louis pasteur i believe it's it's it involves raising temperature okay i think you're right keeping covered at room temperature would be like more fermentation probably yeah keeping it covered at room temperature is also just like how an idiot would hold his milk <laughs> <laughs> i believe yeah it's raised temperature you correct. I eat one. Wow, we're smart. We are. Good thing we made that rule. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go for green. I think that's either apple or lime. Or a dead zombie. Or a dead zombie. Definitely apple. Okay. Definitely apple. What, what if I, like, don't know what zombie tastes like? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's berry. <laughs> what U.S. state has been called the Grand Canyon State? Mm. I imagine it's the state with Grand Canyon in it. Arizona or Nevada? Mm. 
So I know, Pete, I know, I know um, that movie with Chevy Chase going on vacation visiting Vegas. Mm-hmm. He goes to see the Grand Canyon. No, he goes to see the Hoover, Hoover Dam. Dam. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for Arizona. Good call. Got it. Mm-hmm. Eat that zombie. I'm doing a blue one this time. Uh, no idea what this is. Mm. It's like a blueberry. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so far, Skittles is holding out on us. Cashmere. Mm. Sharing its name with the costly sweater material. Which region in the mid-19th century referred only to the valley lying between the Himalayas and the pure whatever range? Cashmere. I, I know That was sh- my question, but yeah, it is cashmere. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Renowned for its Buddhism, Kashmir was once a Buddhist seat of learning with the school of Buddhism dominating. I guess I'll eat another one. Wait a minute. How did that work? No, I That was it. supposed to be my question, but you oh, answered it. So I'll eat I another messed one. Up. I messed up. Whatever. Uh, this is an orange one. Tastes citrusy. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so now how do, we, how do we deal with me fucking up? So I guess I could do two in a row. You did two in a row? I'll do two in a row. Let's do that. There are several magazines for users of Apple Macintosh products. Which of these is not one of them? This sounds like a dated question. This may be uh, kind of a tough one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the... Oh, come on. Well. <laughs> okay. Actually, what are the options? never mind. <laughs> is it Mac Format? Mac Aroni? Mac User? Or Mac World? Not Which of those title. could be not about Macintosh computers? Oh, me? Oh, macaroni. Got it! Oh, wait, I was supposed to answer that, wasn't I? Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's Let's, just skip uh, that one. Skip that one. Skip that one. Okay. Okay. This is for me to answer, you to eat. Gynecomastia is usually a harmless but sometimes distressing condition in males that enlarges which part of the body, the boobs, the mammary glands... Uh, other options were pectoral muscles, neck, or ego. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the ego. <laughs> okay, but you said mammary glands? Mammary glands. You're correct. Eat one. Oh, man titties. I'm going to go for brown. Uh-oh. <laughs> As penance. Let's see. What is brown for a Skittle? I don't know. I don't want to do brown now. <laughs> Raspberry. Okay. I don't know why it's brown. Still fruity. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm, I'm like hoping for like a vomit <laughs> situation. Yeah. All right. So this is another one for me to ask you to eat if I get it right. What is oolong? A uh, kind of coffee, a type of tea, a variety of verjuice, a sort of sake. That is definitely a tea. All right. Got it. All right. Another citrus, so I know what the orange tastes like. Mm. I don't know if it's different. Orange. Okay. It takes me a while <laughs> to yeah. figure it out. All right, so back to you answering questions. I'll eat if you okay. get it right. What profession is shared by Joe Swanson on Family Guy, Clancy Wiggum on The Simpsons, and Jim Brass on CSI Crime Scene? For God's sake, give it away. <laughs> But uh, he's a policeman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Paramedic, lawyer, butcher, or policeman. I, I mean, I knew Clancy Wiggum. Uh, and I knew John Swanson for Family Guy. 
And then the final option is like, what else would it be, right? <laughs> cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm correct. All right, I'm going with a green one. It tastes melony. Melony? Mm-hmm. Mine tasted like an apple. Was the shitty one see, supposed to be an apple? <laughs> I could see how you get apple from it. Oh, okay. If you were, yeah. Anyway. Soccer. What sporting blunder did Stan Van Den Buys somehow manage to do three times in one match in 1995? Injure a teammate, lose his shorts, injure himself, score an own goal. I would guess that it was scoring your own goal. Mm-hmm. It's one of those vans that can't be trusted. Like a Van Der Heeden or a Van Buren. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's fair. That's fair. And, and if you were like injuring other people <laughs> three times in one match, I think they'd take you out. I think so. <laughs> and if you injured yourself three times in one match, like why are they letting you play? He just keeps pulling his shorts down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dick. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Too many balls on the field. Huh? So yeah, we're going with score on your own goal. And you're correct. Oh. So you get to eat one. All right. I mean, imagine we're like on the verge of zombie. Watch neither of us get one. Yeah. <laughs> so delicious. I'm going to go for blue. Blueberry. Okay. Blueberry. What was the reason for several riders being disqualified at the Tour de France every year in the early 2000s? Illegal bikes, like they were driving Harley Davidsons, <laughs> holding onto cars or other motorcycles, assaulting, hindering other riders. Doping. I know doping's been big in the news about Tour de France. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of someone holding on to a car or a motorcycle because that's just smart. <laughs> <laughs> Legal bikes doesn't make too much sense. Like, that should be part of the tournament. As long as it's self-propelled, it should yeah. be good. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go for doping. It sounds right to me. You know. I'm correct. All right. And we're doing a... Definitely fruity. Kind of like a cherry kind of deal. Ah. Well, that's that zombie. Mm-mm. I feel like we're going to get to the zombie and like we've drank so much like terrible <laughs> vodka and booze that like we're not even going to notice it's bad. We're just going to be like, it's got floral notes. <laughs> Which Florida football team, which is like there's one, did Dan Marino play for? Jaguars, Dolphins, Browns, or oh, I guess there's two. Buccaneers. There's three. Is there three? Oh, Jacksonville. Hmm. Wow. I guess. I never count Jacksonville as Florida. That's like some deep south, like hootenanny bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm going to go for Dolphins. Because I remember that Ace Ventura movie. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Did you just do the thing again where you answered two in a row? I might have. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll eat a blue one this time. Okay. No, I'll just answer two questions. That's definitely a blueberry. Let's go one. Drummer for Def Leppard, Rick Allen, suffered a life-altering disability at 21. Despite this, he continued to play drums for Def Leppard. What was his disability? Was he blind? Did he lose an arm? Was he deaf? Was he paralyzed? He lost an arm. 
It says he lost his left arm. That would be such a bitch question if he was like, he lost his right arm too. (laughs) (laughs) You're correct. Mm -hmm. One arm drummer. All righty. I got to eat one. I'm going to go for citrus. Citrus. Okay. I I don't believe that there's a zombie. Yeah, I'm going to be bummed if we don't get any. Right? Um, what was the most famous invention of Carl Benz? Oh, what could it have been? <laughs> uh, did he vulcanize rubber? Was it petroleum jelly? <laughs> he found out a way to jerk off. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, petrol-powered automobile or the gramophone? I think that he was involved with automobiles, petrol-powered. You're correct. Yes. He's a German engine designer and automobile engineer, generally regarded as the inventor of the petrol-powered automobile. Daimler Maybach also worked independently on the same type of invention, but Benz patented his work first. And then he patented all the processes that made the internal combustion engine feasible. All right, so you eat one and then you answer this question. All right. Blue. I can't tell if it tastes like puke or blueberry. <laughs> I think it's blueberry though. Okay. Might be puke, but yeah. Might be puke. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just got it. <laughs> but uh I think it's blueberry. Okay, so I answer this one? You answer it, yep. Okay. On what part of your body would you wear mules? Mules. Isn't that like that uh that thing that like the chicks wore with the no that's Uggs. Mm-hmm. Furry boots. Yeah, I don't know what mules are necessarily, but I have a guess that's... I'm thinking it's feet. Ah, I'm correct. Correct. I mean, we need to be wrong eventually. <laughs> we need a harder quiz. Oh, that's the one. That's the one? What does it taste like? Oh. It tastes... It tasted like uh it was immediate, so I will yeah. give you I'll give you the benefit of uh, <laughs> perceiving it for sure. Like rotten vegetables? Okay. Like someone pooped in a box maybe? <laughs> <laughs> tasted like bisquick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, bisquick if the flour was a little rancid and uh there's poop in it. Okay, okay, so that's obvious, is what you're saying. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. It was obvious. It was not citrus. It was designed to be spit out. Let's see if, uh, let's, let's see if I can get one in the next round and we'll call it a day. Okay. Who is the first female British Prime Minister? Margaret Thatcher, Kim Campbell, Victoria, no last name. <laughs> Just Victoria. <laughs> I think that might be referring to the Queen. Probably. Um, Margaret Beckett. I believe Margaret Thatcher. And you're correct. Yes. All right. Just a skittle. <laughs> All right. All right. So you're, you're victorious. I'm in victorious. The, the zombie skittle showdown. Right? I bet like Scott Cascader is going to go crazy about all my mess ups and being like, if you didn't mess up, you would have gotten it first. And then Ian wouldn't have had to puke on cast. <laughs> Which is ironic, considering we started this cast talking about a situation where we were puking. (laughs) So there we go. 
What did we What did we learn today? Well, do we have more going on here? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Got some crazy things. Let's do this one real quick to see if uh, because I wanted to talk to you about it just generally, really. Okay. But uh, a priest was recording having group sex with two dominatrixes at mm. his altar, mm-hmm. and they were all arrested. I honestly. I think this is unfair to the priest. What were they arrested for? Having sex at an altar. Uh, public that, obscenity, uh... I think it was. Mm, okay. So him and these two dominatrixes, like he had himself tied up at the altar, and um, he and him and these dominatrixes were like doing whatever they do, you mm-hmm. know, um, tantalizing organs, etc. Right. And uh, some guy comes by and tapes them and sends it to the police. And the police arrest the three for obscenity charges. Okay. Not very often I hear of a priest having sex, and I'm like, you know what? Just let him be. <laughs> <laughs> but, True. Uh, but this one, yeah. And these are adults. They're consenting. It was uh, his church. Yeah. He's you know? not like out in the parking lot doing it. It's like in, indoors, private-ish. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I would I would. I guess they the... could have like locked the door or whatever, but could have locked the door <laughs> you know if you're ever at a church and you need need god and you go to there and the door is locked don't go in <laughs> don't find a way in <laughs> it might be locked for a reason but yeah it was uh this guy mm-hmm. you know not, not very happy about it and, and these two ladies these are the worst mugshots i've ever seen by the way yeah they're like standing against the garage wall and <laughs> they're wearing those old-fashioned stripes <laughs> yeah uh, prison uniforms, except for the priest. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. he doesn't get. Why the, does he get a regular T-shirt? Yeah, he's in his regular T-shirt, but the other ones are in their, uh, huh? In the old school prison outfits with the stripes. Hmm. I, I mean, this happened in New Orleans on September 30th, just before 11 p.m. An unidentified person was walking by the church and looked inside through windows and glass doors. Uh, because the lights were on mm-hmm. and the person observed and had video of uh, Miss Chang and Miss Dixon, one mm-hmm. of the dominatrixes, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, using plastic sex toys while engaging in intercourse on the altar with uh, Reverend Clark, who was mostly wearing his priestly attire. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, Why didn't they arrest the person for peeping? That's what I'm thinking. It's like this guy recorded some person's private sex act, and any other situation, that would be what's illegal. Yeah. You know? But for some reason, because it's on a church altar, uh, they're they're fined $7,500, bond, $1,000 bond. Probably lost his little parishioner job, which I kind of make kind of makes sense given yeah. given his job. But like, yeah, he should have been. It should have been like, oh, I just don't videotape guys doing the deed. Yeah, you know, it's not like he was shitting in a box and putting it on a shelf, right? You know, and it was against it, and, and it was a Dixon helping him out. And one of your kind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's the, the, the this this little quote is all they have against him. What upsets me is why did he have to do it there? Because it's kinky, dumb bitch. 
That's just how it I goes. Mean, it, it was after hours, it sounds like, so it seems after like it would have been a private area. It was at night because all the lights were on. Yeah. You know? It was just somebody uh, peeping, being like, oh, I got some shit now. You know? Yeah. So I say the Scott Cast take in this one is uh, all of a sudden we're for the priest. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, I think probably the only time that we will uh, stand by the priest in this kink. Yeah. I mean, if that's your thing. I mean, I would go to the church now that he starts after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as he doesn't ask for forgiveness, <laughs> I would go to that. I'd be like, yeah, this guy probably has some balanced views on the Christian ideology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's like one of those uh those like youth church pastors with the dreadlocks and the bare feet playing guitar. <laughs> Except instead of all that like horse shit, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. They're all just imitating. Uh, he's doing some real shit. He's like, "Yeah, I like to get kinky with some ladies mm-hmm. and I like Jesus." Why not? Why not? All right, Reverend, tell me when you get your uh when you get your church up and uh will attend and and we'll We'll put a couple bucks in your uh, in your uh, donation jar so you can pay your dominatrixes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I understand it costs money to do this kind yeah. of thing. That's the kind of guy that wants you shitting in his box. Yeah, <laughs> that they send that donation basket around you. You drop a deuce in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's like, "You rock on, you party on, sir." <laughs> All right. I think that's good, man. What? So what did we learn today? I think. Oh, fuck. What did we learn? You know, uh, um, we're going to be a little bit more careful think, putting grocery store items in our cart. Yeah. I think we learned that love is real. And uh, people express that love in different ways. Uh, sometimes they, they poop in boxes. Sometimes they hire ladies to humiliate them on on an altar uh sometimes they just spend time together you know uh answering trivia questions until one of them eats a disgusting skittle yeah but uh that we should embrace our our similarities and our differences and uh just kind of all get along it's a it's a hard time for everybody and we should uh embrace the love that's true. Yeah. And not only that, we should embrace the Jeff Goldblum, even though we do so critically. Mm-hmm. And we should embrace the Sam Neill, even though we do so uncritically. Um, we should pay attention to what we're drinking and to the fruity notes. And yeah, uh, hold back the puking when you eat the wrong Skittle. Yeah. There it is. All righty, man. So... From the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, uh, we bid thee adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. Alrighty. No hail, Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs>